0: One of the things I think it's uh, tough for us to wrap our brains around is the omnipresence of God. The idea that when you sit down to pray, God is fully present to you in that moment. And I think it's hard for us to get because of two things. Uh, One, we can't pull that off, right? We, We cannot. We can be in one place at a time. Uh, So it's hard for us to fathom a reality of being omnipresent. And I think the second thing is our feelings, right? Our, Our feelings are wildly unreliable and unpredictable, but we do, for some reason, give them a ton of weight. We think, well, if I don't feel something, it's not real. And I think those are two things we struggle with when it comes to God's presence, when we pray, what I want to do is walk you through an image that... uh, Oh, and of course it left my head. Uh, St. Johnson Smith uh, Jones uh, said... Oh, there it is, C.S. Lewis, who's not a saint, but... uh, C.S. Lewis... (laughs) I'm in charge. Uh, C.S. Lewis wrote, and he said, You know, if you're reading a book and you see the line... Sue sat down to drink her tea when suddenly there was a knock at the door. He said, all you know is what you read. One continuous sentence. Sue sat down to drink her tea when suddenly there was a knock at the door. He said, but what you don't know is how long it took the author to write that sentence. It might have been that the author paused after Sue, uh, Sue sat down to drink her tea. It might be that he went, oh, you know what, I'm going to go make some tea. And then an hour later, came back and said, and suddenly there was a knock at the door. He said there might have been a five-year pause in writing any of part of that sentence. But you don't experience that pause. As the reader, all you experience is one continuous flow of a sentence, and he said, this is how our lives are. God is the author. And at every moment, he's present to us. And we experience, if I may, uh, no gap in the coverage because he's master of time. He's above time. He's not limited by time. He proved that when he rose from the dead. He proves that every mass. When we go to the Last Supper, yeah? When we struggle with not feeling God in prayer, it's important for us to remember how feral our feelings are. That our feelings rarely tell us the truth. Now, there's nothing wrong with our feelings. Obviously, they are what they are. We don't judge them because we didn't make them. They just are. But we speak the truth to our feelings, and we say, God is here with me, even when I don't feel it. I think, parents, it's easier for you You have kids who you love. And some days, yeah, the feeling's not there. But there's something deep inside you that informs that feeling. That it doesn't tell you the truth. So, we're supposed to pray. And we're supposed to pray a lot. Uh, And a simple rule to remember is if Jesus needed to pray... Oh then sweet lord we need it all the more. Yeah. In our first reading we have Moses in a battle. And it well Moses isn't he's above the battle. He's watching and scripture tells us when he held up his hands in prayer, right? When he held up his hands in prayer the Jews got the better of the fight. The man was like I think 10,000 years old at this point or something. Yeah. And it's, so sometimes he had to put his arms down, and then the Jews started to lose. So what happened? Yeah, A couple of his brothers ran up and grabbed his arms and held them up for him. And then in one of my favorite lines of the Old Testament, and they mowed down their enemy. I'm like, well, I like that. I didn't even know they had John Deere. But it's a translation issue, I'm sure. Do we hold each other up in prayer? Yeah. I I think one of the troubles, and I I started teaching high schoolers in 1999, and I taught high schoolers for 10 years, and then I taught at MSU, where Jesus went to school, uh, for seven. He didn't go there for seven. He did it in two. I taught for seven. Uh, Turns out Jesus was an excellent student. Sorry. Sorry. But one thing I noticed is how much people change and one of the ways that we've changed. And I think there's some healthiness to this and some real unhealthiness to it. It's this idea that I constantly need to look at myself and see how I've been wronged. Yeah? How have I been wronged? And how can I take a lot of time and read about how badly I'm damaged. How many posts can I do on social media to say, oh, I'm in a lot of pain, I'm hurting. There there comes this hyper-fixation on the self. And we even start trying to change language to adapt to it. The answer to that is to pray for others. The answer to our pain is not to change the entire world around us so that we don't get hurt. The answer to our pain is to lift up someone else's hands in prayer and say, Your pain matters. To say, I'll sacrifice for you, not keep telling you how to change things for me. It all is rooted in this idea, and I get it, but it's wrong that suffering is somehow bad always no suffering's unpleasant and i hate it but i know i need it it's the only way to grow when i when i was uh, I, you know you, you go when i go into the weight room the football program I, i'm telling you everybody in there was pushing till they were in pain because it's the only way to get stronger And the same thing that's true of our bodies is true of our souls. And if our goal is, I'm going to reduce all pain, all we're going to do is lower the bar for what we call pain. We're made for it. And again, please hear me. I hate suffering. Like, with the intensity of a thousand white suns, I hate suffering. But I can't deny its value. When you and I are in pain, we need to look around and say, whose hands can I lift up? Who can I intercede for? Who can I irritate heaven by constantly praying for them? Well, I need, I need, I know we all need. But the answer to that is not to stare at our need. It's to lift up someone else's. When it comes to prayer and our lack of feeling God or understanding how he does it all, how he pulls it off, I think it's a good thing to remember that our feelings don't have a ton of weight in pointing us toward the truth. When it comes to our pain and our sorrow and our internal hurt, I think it's important that we focus on holding up someone else's arms in prayer. And then the third thing, Jesus tells us that the the one thing that informs all of our prayerful efforts is sheer, unadulterated tenacity. I'm just never going to give up. I am going to storm heaven until it's done or I'm done. And why does God set it up that way? Do you know You know why? Me either. I have no idea. I just know he said it. So I'm going to get after it. I wish it was easy. I do. I wish we could just sit down and quote unquote reason with God. God, you need to do this. But we're not in charge. I do know I've seen benefits from this. There's people I have prayed for so hard. And got so frustrated. Lord, what are you doing? What could possibly be wrong with asking for this? And I can't tell you how many times I've realized my motivations weren't the best. Yeah, that sometimes I found out I pray for people's healings because that would be easier for me. I find out That I'm not praying totally out of love for them. And those are moments where I'm glad I had to pray about it a long time, because I need to be better than that. I know that's true. I know a few other theories I have, but I don't know. Maybe he just likes to hear our voice. I was the youngest. And so when mom would go grocery shopping, and again, there were 13,000 people in our house, yeah? We were a voting block on that end of Flint, you know? And so it was two or three shopping carts. So Ma had to have an assistant, and I was the reluctant assistant. I love this. My students used to call it voluntold. You heard this? Isn't that a great word? I was voluntold. So... I would go to the grocery store, and when you're a young man following mommy around, it's pretty tough to look, you know, tough, but I don't want to brag. I pulled it off. I'm just saying what happened. But, you know, you'd get in that line, and we'd have at least two carts, sometimes three. And you know what they do to torture moms is they put candy uh, right on each side of you before she's got to pay, and it's like, hey, it's going to be $18 million anyway. What's a buck? Yeah? And I asked every time, you don't get one of these by skipping candy. you know what I mean? And so every time I'd be like, ma, can I, can I, can I? And mom had a lot of gifts and talents, and one of them was her, she called it her filter, and it was when the noise coming out my mouth just kind of passed by her. You know, it's a real gift, Uh, but I I rarely got it, believe it or not. Uh, But there was a few times, and I could never predict, Mom, can I have, uh, what were those ones called? Chicklets. They still do chicklets? Does anyone know? Yeah, all right. For some reason, that was my jam, you know. Uh, Can I have chicklets? And, oh, you've seen the kids who keep asking. No, I didn't do that. I enjoyed life. I did. Living's a good thing. Ma, can I have some chiclets? No. Every once in a while. I don't know why. Yes. Oh. Yes. (laughs) The light descends from heaven, the angels sing, and I got me some chiclets, you know. And the key, by the way, uh, is to eat them before you get home because my siblings were bigger than me. You know, I, I just shoved those things down my throat. But I don't know the rhyme or reason. It wasn't like we all of a sudden had more money. It wasn't like the other times we had less money. I don't know. I know she loved me. And so when I got them, yee-haw. So I don't know. I love God, I submit to him, but I can't say I understand him, I can say I trust him, even when my heart is broken. So that's today, guys, that's this week. I really want us to think about these things, huh? That the first thing we think about, if you would, is that we need to pray more than we do, and you might say, Father, you have no idea how much I pray, yeah, I don't care, it's not enough. Yeah, me too. If there's ever a point where you say, I've prayed enough, no, you haven't. Yeah? God loves your voice. In that, in that prayer, we inform our feelings. Well, I don't feel like praying. I bet he didn't feel like doing that, but it worked out really, really good for us. Inform your feelings of the truth. When I sit down with Jesus, he is there. And the second thing, We should be praying for others more than we pray for ourselves. That when we feel like the pain is going to consume us, the best thing we can do is pray for others. And to be tenacious in that prayer. And for you and I to refuse to give up. If Jesus Christ appears to you and says, stop, then you can stop. Until then, we refuse to give up. This is the answer to so much in our lives, but we don't want to do it. It's easier to rage about other people. It's easier to complain about society or to complain about the church. That's so easy. It it requires nothing of you. This requires everything. But that's what we give to the God who in the Eucharist, in his word, gives us everything. Amen? Okay.